Happy Design a Death Trap Orphanage Day, friends. This is Off Beat Radio. On today's episode, we have the only good ghost is the Holy Ghost and fashion with Brittany. And as always, we have funky news and a special guest interview. I'm going to keep pounding these Red Bulls. Keep drinking those sweet drinks. I'm going to keep pounding these med pounding them med bowls. Hello, everyone, and <laughs> welcome to Headlines, the part of the show where we discuss headlines that we've not read these stories to. I am Wade Shaw. Hey, listen up. I'm Jordan Nicholson. And I'm Kelsey. I had a bubble <laughs> in my throat. Uh-oh. How'd that get there? <laughs> I don't know. Huh. Wow. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Well, let's jump into our first headline. Tell us what it is. It is this. Rutting moose found frozen in an internal battle. Did it say, did you say rutting moose? Rutting, R-U-T-T-I-N-G. Rutting moose. Rutting, mm-hmm. which I think means they're getting ready to, to bed. Oh, yeah. 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 It's mating season for mm. them moose. Another British word for doing something normal. Is it British? <laughs> I don't think it's British. I think rutting? it's just like yeah. I don't think it's British. Yeah, it is. I don't think yes, it's it British. Is. Yes, it is. I don't think so. Let's ask Siri. All right. Well, I'm pretty sure rutting is just like a... I think Shut up, Wade. We're asking Siri. Yeah. Okay, fine. Siri, uh, give me a definition of the word rutting. No, not running. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was sarcastic so, as well. So a moose was running. <laughs> definition of the word rutting. No. Fungi. Okay, so R U T T I N G. Define that word. Okay, give me a moment. Okay. Okay. That's all the time you need. Wow. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Siri. Thanks, Apple. Disappointed. Thanks, guys. So anyway. So, we, whether or not it's British slang or just outdoorsmen speak, this moose was doing that. He's f***ing. Or so he's getting or ready to do some f***ing. Or he was running and he got rotting. What? He got so it was like a mix between yeah. running and decomposing at uh-huh. the same time? Yeah. I don't think that's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I mean, maybe. Could so, be. he was running and he was found frozen in an epic... Or an eternal battle, not an epic battle, just an eternal one. Mm-hmm. Do you think he was literally frozen? Yeah, I think, it I sounds think like so. it. Or is this like, like a? They found a cool. look at the picture, man. I no, wasn't. It's just a bunch of antlers. Your hand was moving, now. and I looked because something was moving. It's um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, assu- I'm assuming it's like when they find a frozen mammoth. Yes. Yeah. So it was like an ancient moose. From a, a running season, long time past. Yes. Um. And he was caught in an eternal battle. What do you think the eternal battle was? Beating up another moose. Eternal battle to get it wet. He was trying to, uh huh. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, trying to get laid. Everything got wet, and then everything got really cold. Yes. (laughs) 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 Mission accomplished. Moose was successful in getting it wet, and then frozen. (laughs) Do you think he came back to life? 
like after they thought him out. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what freaks me out about that is like the poses that they find these things in that are frozen. Yeah. It's like, how did they get frozen so quickly? Yeah, did they flash freeze just instantly? Yeah, like, they must have. I was here just getting it wet and then everything froze. They had to because their hair is all like everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's all, not it's like, all matted. It's not like they sat there for a few minutes and they're like, oh, I should probably move. Oh, no. It was just bam. <laughs> oh, no. Suddenly yeah. frozen. I wonder if there was just like big ice winds that would Does just come happen through. this happen a lot? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Maybe. I've seen it in I probably, the movies. I probably watch too many cartoons as um, well. So. Ice Age: <laughs> The Great Fall, I think, is coming out soon. That so might have some answers. There's that's a movie. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's like I'm the eighth or ninth Ice Age installment. <laughs> How? I don't know. Just people really like those movies. I doubt Shit. that. <laughs> I don't think that's, that's not true. the reason. I think it's that children do watch them. Yeah, children will adults pay money. Yeah, adults will pay them to watch them. I once knew a guy who looked like Sid the Sloth. We did know a guy who looked a lot like Sid. Did he talk like Sid the Sloth? Yeah, he did the voice very well. Yeah, he didn't like talk like him all the time. He just had a really good impression. Uh, Mm -hmm. So he was aware of his resemblance. Yeah, he knew. Oh yeah, he knew what he was about. Speaking of resemblance, actually not speaking of resemblance at all, but I we were starting that thing of talking about what we're drinking. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And today we're not drinking beer. This is the first time we're drinking not beer. No. Well, during well, the Naz episode with uh, Empty, uh, we were drinking absinthe. Yeah, we were drinking absinthe in yeah. episode six. Yes. But today, but Jordan, you mixed these up for us. Why not? I made a black Manhattan stirred because mm-hmm. we don't have a shaker here. Yep. We we're <laughs> recording in a f- church. We don't have a shaker here <laughs> at the church. <laughs> you have everything else, though, mm-hmm. um, which is two parts bourbon to one part Averna Amaro which is mm. a type of herb liqueur. So you don't need bitters. You don't need cherries. You can put a cherry in there, but you don't need any you of that shit. better with a cherry. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's cool. good. It tastes like an herb garden. Yeah. If you're over 21, mm-hmm. drink one. And if you're under 21, maybe don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> I'm drinking a Red Bull. She's drinking a Red Bull. Kelsey doesn't like the hard liquor. She doesn't. Well, she likes it soft I do, and squeaky. Actually. What do you like? I guess you like Bloody Marys, which yeah. is sort of... Kind of, liquor. kind of. I like liquor. rum. You like yeah. rum? Yeah, I don't mm. like whiskey. What did you have mm. a thousand of the other night at the '60s party? Oh, I don't know. Brandy Alexanders. <laughs> Brandy you had like seven Brandy Alexanders. Yeah, you had like two sidecars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kelsey was really some drunk. Moscato. Don't yeah. don't do what Kelsey nope. does. Don't, no, don't, no. <laughs> don't do have it. a drink, feel nice, and then hit the pause button till it's time to go in later. What? Let's move on to the second uh, the second of these here. <laughs> huh? Uh, <laughs> headlines. <laughs> these these black Manhattans are strong. This show's going downhill, everyone. Uphill. Dis- <laughs> di- despite one in a million odds, Jeremy, the lonely snail, has found a lover. Ah, <laughs> Jeremy. Jeremy's he's a good guy. Good old Jeremy. He was Aww. lonesome. He was lonely all his life. Yeah. And and despite those odds. Despite those odds, he found mm-hmm. a girl. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of the Adventure Time episode about the snail who's trying to get it on. I thought that the snail was the lich. Yeah. No, this no. was like a giant snail. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That their house was on or something. Yeah. I forget. Oh. I don't think I've seen it, but it sounds really familiar. No, we've seen it. I think we saw it with Jordan. Did we? Mm-hmm. You probably watched it in like a tent and then it. you threw up all over your wife. <laughs> That didn't yeah. happen. Did we once. tell that story? I don't think we've no. told that story. Let's tell that story. No. <laughs> I don't think we should tell that That's story. A good one. It's not a so good one. So <laughs> Wade has the nickname by well, do people call you that people still? People still call me that. Yeah. yeah. People call Wade Mama Bird because of this time that we went camping with me, 
him, Kelsey, and our pal Jonas was with us. And we were all in one tent together, and Wade ate a lot of hot dogs. Mm -hmm. And it was about four in the morning? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wade threw up and woke us all up. Uh Except when he threw up, he turned and aimed his face at Kelsey. Uh And then what happened, Kelsey? What happened? I woke up to this cold splash. Which is weird that it was cold. It was. It was was a cold cold You must have been worse off than I thought. The puke must have (laughs) had time to cool off between my mouth and your face. Probably. Yeah. It was really cold. Yeah. So I woke up to a cold splash and I was dreaming and I was like, why the fuck is someone throwing water on me? What's going on? And then I realized it's burning my eyes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeesh. And my throat because oh. <laughs> it got in my mouth. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. So, so so then we burned the pillows. Uh-huh. And the tent. Well, we didn't burn the tent. We, we tried to save the tent. We did end up throwing it away, though. Yeah. Oh, I thought we burnt it. Nope. No, I remember we tried to save it. Tried to salvage yeah. it as yeah. best we could. Um, the weird part is, is sometimes when you throw up, you wake up and your stomach hurts and you think, I'm probably going to throw up. And then you go to sit up or something and then you commence to throwing up. Mm-hmm. But what happened was, was I woke up already throwing up. Wow. Like in my sleep, I sat up, turned commenced to puking and then woke up and was like i think i'm throwing up i think i'm throwing up on my wife <laughs> looks like the camping trip's over yep because mm-hmm. we've crammed four people into this two-man tent and i just threw <laughs> up so yep. and it was over we left yeah we left mm-hmm. immediately, immediately. Yeah. yeah yep yep did we go get moons over my hammy after that no no that, that, was, that was a different, that was a different time breaker. Oh, okay yeah that was yeah <laughs> that was when we got like really drunk i think it was my birthday <laughs> My 21st birthday. Yeah, yeah it was. And, and then we went to Denny's. Yeah, we, but we were super hungover the next She day. was like, would you like a cheesy Grand Slam? I was like, I don't Ugh. want anything with the word cheese or slam in it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It was smothered. I don't <laughs> want anything smothered. that can be described as smothered or slammed. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she, she knew what was going on. Yeah, she's she like, oh. She's like, okay. This guy just came out of the forest. Yeah. Hungover. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> so do you know what else lives in forests? Snails. <laughs> like Jeremy. Oh, is it Jeremy or Jerry? Jeremy. It's it's Jeremy. I like Jerry (laughs) better. Jeremy. Well, you know what? So did a lot of the other snails. They all liked Jerry better. And so poor Jeremy (laughs) was never able to find a lover. But guess Mm. what? He He found one. Do you think this is a real snail or just someone who thinks that they're a snail? A real human (laughs) that thinks they're a snail? (laughs) You know Hi, I'm Jeremy. I think I'm a snail. (laughs) Look out for my slime trail. But there is a slime trail. Gross. And then you wonder. And you wonder where that slime trail comes what from. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> where are you sliming from, um, Jeremy? Let's <laughs> and that's why he couldn't find a lover for so long. Because yes. he's a he's a mm-hmm. weirdo. He's <laughs> a so snake. maybe he got rid of his slime. Okay. You think he got rid of his slime or he just found somebody who was into it? Oh. Like he just found a lady who was like, I'm, who into, also I'm down. into snail guys. <laughs> mm. <laughs> It didn't say that he found a snail love. It just no. said he found a love. So yeah. it could mm-hmm. be anyone. Could be anyone. It could, could be, be anyone. Yeah. It could be that he's a real snail, and there's a young girl who really likes to collect snails. Uh huh. I know this guy who and thinks he's a golden retriever. For but reals? He's, but he's a man. Yeah. Let's You're dig serious? into that a little bit. Yeah, I want to hear about that. I'll have him on that. the show sometime. We'll we'll, we'll okay. interview him or something. All right. Yeah. He's weird. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Is it your brother? No. What if? <laughs> is no. Is it Jonas? What? <laughs> no. Is it quit um, guessing? It's not someone you know. It's a it's a guy that I know that you don't know. What if um yet to be named? <laughs> God, that was an attempt at delicate foreshadowing, and then Kel screwed it up. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for digging in. Yeah, thanks for pressing into that one, not picking up on all those signals. I still don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. 
<laughs> this is why we have Kelsey here. What if um, the snail Jeremy fell in love with a salt shaker, and then oh, it was no. tragic because he couldn't he couldn't hug get inside her. her. <laughs> he couldn't get inside <laughs> her, or his little penis would melt. <laughs> Man, you have so many holes. <laughs> I just want to explore all of them, but I can't. <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> I'm just going to try it one time. Oh, God. Oh, worth it. I didn't listen to what you guys were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really confused. I'm Jeremy. I met this chick, and she burned my dick off. <laughs> I think that's, that's probably, probably it. what happened. Probably what happened. <laughs> uh, our final headline Are reads you ready? as follows. I'm not. Mysterious foam spills onto street, and this guy can't resist riding his bike. <laughs> Do we think that those two things are related? The fact that the guy couldn't help but ride his bike? Yeah, do you think that's just like two stories that they accidentally put into one headline? So Mysterious foam spills onto street. Meanwhile, this guy's car is in for repairs. He needs to get to work. And There's no bus schedule that goes past his house yep. at the right time. He can't help it. He has to ride his he bike. He has to ride his bike. Mm -hmm. Or do you think that the foam... Is somehow related to his bike riding. At first, I thought you were asking if the foam is related to Jeremy the snail. I was actually thinking that too. Yeah. Like maybe he hmm. he just instead was like, of it, I'm falling into this salt into the shaker, salt and then just there's just <laughs> foam coming out yeah. of the salt shaker. <gasps> oh yeah, yeah. And it was in this guy's fanny pack because he was riding his bike to work and he brought his own his own salt for lunch. Yes, and he didn't know there was a snail. Yeah. And then all this serious salt shaker. foam started pouring out of his fanny pack. Mm -hmm. yeah. He was like, dear God, what's happening? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rudy. Oh, poor guy. He's okay. He's fine. He's doing all right. <laughs> I love Rudy. So, um, where, so we think the mysterious foam could have come from a dissolving snail penis. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any other option that we think perhaps the foam, mysterious foam could have come from? It reminds me of... Was it Hey Arnold, the episode where all the fire hydrants started breaking and they were like spilling out into the streets and everyone was like playing in them? I think that happens on like that? every show from the 90s. Uh, probably. At some point, yeah, a fire so hydrant breaks and everyone dances. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. all the people that made those cartoons grew up in the 70s. When you were allowed to break open. Yeah. When it wasn't a felony to break open a fire hydrant and play in it. Play in it. Because it's a mm -hmm. thousand degrees mm -hmm. and the police. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Oh, shoot. I had a theory. Okay. Uh -huh. It was a good one. It was about Oops. the foam. Sorry, it's a scientific I cut you theory. off. A scientific theory about foam. And oh, no. It yeah. was just a story. It wasn't a oh, theory. Okay. <laughs> it was when I when I went to college. It was the freshman year of college back back in the day. And Ooh, uh, the big thing back then was foam parties. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they, yeah, I don't know. But they threw this big foam party, and I had the worst roommates ever. We lived in this pod with like, and if they're listening, I don't know why they would because I haven't talked to them in years. Yeah. But if they are, you're f***ing douchebags. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they stole a shrubbery from somewhere on campus, just part of the landscaping, uh -huh. and put it in our shower and said, like, this is our pet now. And I couldn't take a shower for like two days because they wouldn't let me get rid of this thing. <laughs> and I, I think Jonas showed up and we took the shrub out. And mm -hmm. they also put up a sign that said no fat chicks. Uh, that we also took and burned in the yeah. in the desert. <laughs> we threw Molotov cocktails at it. Uh, nice. Yep, that's what happens in Grand Junction. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing to do is yeah. either drugs or throw Molotov, Molotov cocktails. <laughs> and foam parties. Apparently. So what is the foam party? I don't know. I didn't go. It's when you churn out a bunch of foam and you dance in it. 
I think it's an excuse to see girls in their bikinis. Pretty much. When yeah. there's no water anywhere. So you never went to one of these foam parties? I did not. Because that would, okay. Yeah. Did you ever see anybody coming back from a foam party and they just couldn't help but ride a bike? <laughs> You're like, I was at this foam party now, I just need to ride my bike, bro. No. No. But longboarding was a big deal then. So yeah. everyone was log- longboarding. I remember that year. Logboarding. That longboarding was a big deal. Yes, everyone was longboarding. Yeah. They had to make all these rules because people were getting run over. <laughs> oh, my God. By yeah. longboards or by vehicles? Both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, this is mysterious foam we're talking about. Yeah, this foam isn't just like, I want to see some titties. I'm going to get some foam. This it was just like, <laughs> yeah. there's foam here. How did it get here? This isn't the RAs sitting mixing up foam and soap in a I mean, shucks, I still want to see hours. some titties, but where did this foam do that? come from? No. Oh, okay. Um, mystery <laughs> foam. Maybe it's a foam that makes people want to ride bikes. Like it gets in their heads. Like as soon as you touch it, you're just like, I need to ride a bike. And it's like a mind control thing mm-hmm. that Huffy is putting out so more people will buy bicycles. Oh, mm. I bet that's Mysterious it. viral mm-hmm. marketing. Mm-hmm. 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 This sounds like yeah. the plot to a Power Rangers film. <laughs> Call me. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm just saying. It would work. Someone should call Wade for a plot to a Power yeah. Rangers movie. We'll be in touch. I would like to know. Where was this? Do we know where this was? I'm going to call you. Uh, It doesn't say in the headline where it was. No. Okay. Um, And the picture's not helpful. It's just a guy covered in foam. Like what kind of foam? I'm allowed to look at the picture and then use my discretion. Okay. (laughs) Because that's what I do every every week. What color is the Mm -hmm. foam? It's kind of a whitish gray. Okay. You know what else is a whitish gray? Old people's hair. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. Tell us what else is whitish gray. Huh. <laughs> Kelsey, what else is whitish Kelsey, gray? Kelsey, what else is whitish gray? Um, um, it's not a riddle. Um, just think of <laughs> a yeah, thing. Yeah, just think of a um, <laughs> We're not trying to trick you. Your laptop. Um, It's kind of silvery gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It works, right? It has white in it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's an Apple product. Yes. Call me. Apple, call us. We've <laughs> got a great plot Apple. for Power Rangers. And with that, that Wait, has Jordan. been... Wait, Jordan. We're not Jordan. done. Okay. <laughs> What's up? What's a whitish gray? Wh- I, I said. <laughs> what? What'd you say? Well, I made him guess, and he guessed it right, uh-huh. which oh. was old people's yeah, hair. Yeah, and then we asked oh, you the wait, same well, question. You couldn't come up with the answer. Yeah. It was old people's hair. Oh. Yeah. I was thinking about something else. Hey, Kelsey, how yeah? would you like to pretend to be someone else and make an ad for a fake product? Oh, I would love that. You want to do that right now? Yeah, that would be so much fun. Sounds good. This has been <laughs> Headlines. <laughs> Yeah, we're done when I say we're done. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Hey, y'all want a drink? Y'all want a sidecar? Y'all want a drink out of a sidecar? Y'all want to go for a ride in a sidecar? Y'all want to drink a sidecar out of a sidecar? Get plastered from a sidecar? Want to help me plaster my sidecar? Sidecars. Good morning, my name is Peter Gumption, and this is The Only Good Ghost is the Holy Ghost. As always, I will be taking calls from concerned parents, concerned grandparents, uh, people who are dealing with dark forces and sorcery. 
and uh, I'll be giving them advice on how to deal with these things. Let's just jump right in, first caller. Hello. Hello. This is Marvin Dappers. Hello, Marvin Dappers. Marvin Dappers. I'm a janitor at Westminster Abbey. <laughs> well, well. It's, it's uh, fantastic to talk to royalty. It's fine to talk to you as well. <laughs> what, what can I help you with? I'm calling today? because I have a bit of an issue with your program. You have an issue with my program? Yes, yes. I myself am a sorcerer, a man of the craft. Tell and me I, more I about feel, that. I feel as if you're representing us all as evil, terrible people. And that's just not fair. Satan is an evil, terrible person. Have you met him? I have met Satan many times. He's not that bad of a guy. I used to dabble in the dark arts, just Tell as you that. did. Tell me more about that. Well, back in my high school days, I had, I heard murmurs in my small town in Kansas. You had heart murmurs? I had heart murmurs, and I heard murmurs about... Uh, using magic to fulfill one's desires. And so I, I asked a friend who knew people who ran in those circles, and I went to one of their parties at an apartment. And there I took notes on everything that they did at this party, and uh, that, that's how I learned how to do magic and uh, sorcery. So why did, you, why did you stop doing magic and sorcery? I find it to be very pleasant. Tell me more about why you think this is a pleasant experience. Because everything that I want, I can just go do some spells, and I get it. Also, Satan, who you keep saying is a big, a big buzzkill, is really not that bad he's of a He's a real fellow. downer. Yeah, some people think that, but he's just a little bit misunderstood. He was telling me about this time that he was, like, telling Hitler to do things, and he had a bet with God about how, how many bad things he could get Hitler to do before he died or someone stopped him. Do you never have fun little bets with your friends? This, have you this never fun said, little bet cost 11 million people their lives in concentration camps. Look, look, we all have bad days and make poor decisions. <laughs> I believe that uh, Satan was to blame for the deaths of a lot of people. Sure. And when I found that out at a party, I was hanging out with Satan, and he was like, "Kiss him. Have you been enjoying all the magic I've given you?" And I said, "Yes, it's been uh, very enjoyable." And then he told me that story, and I was like, "Oh no, the only good ghost from now on is the Holy Ghost, and be gone, Satan." But you can't go have a beer with the Holy Ghost. Fair enough, but uh, I, I don't think he uh, caused the Holocaust. That's well, he didn't stop it. Anyway, uh... Checkmate. <laughs> the only good ghost is the Holy Ghost. Tell me, tell me more about the magic that you perform and how it affects your everyday life. Yes, well, you see, I used to have trouble where I would sip my tea before it had cooled down, and I would scald the roof of my mouth. Mm. That doesn't happen anymore because I can now heat my tea magically. I thought you were going to tell me that you turn your mouth into a, into a, a steel cave... Mm. And it is no longer affected by the scalding tea. No, no. That's I what have, I used to do. I have some friends who've done that. But that's when I, I, I would eat a pizza. Oh. I'd get a pizza and I'd mm -hmm. stick it in my mouth yes. and it'd be too hot. It'd be too hot. And I'd burn the roof of my mouth. And now, and, and, and you turned it into a steel mouth and you never burnt your mouth again. Correct. But now that you've stopped doing sorcery. 
I have to wait for my pizza to cool right. before taking a bite. And that's a true buzzkill. Hmm. The after effect of the tea is sometimes it changes my voice like seven or eight times during a phone call. That's very strange. I can't really tell over the phone, but uh, that's fine. I'll take your word for it. Yes. yes. So basically, you just called me to tell me I'm wrong about sorcery. I and called you to open, very a, convenient. open a dialogue okay. about how sorcery is the answer to many of life's inconveniences mm. and that you have this repressed religious dogmatic view that makes you burn the roof of your mouth with pizza instead of being able to solve that issue. I just believe that Lucifer is a, a douchebag and I don't want to have anything to do with his activities. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not make it personal. No, let's make it personal, actually. Th this man is a man who's making bets over people's lives, pushing it way too far. Uh, and uh, he won that bet, by the way. <laughs> he did. I did. He did. Yeah. Even if he had lost that bet, and why would God let it go on so long? <laughs> like, if God won that bet, holy Yeah. Shit. It wouldn't have gone on very long. Yeah. So, I don't know what my point was. I'm going to take the next call. Have a, have a great day. Thank you for God hearing bless. me out. I hope your pizza cools faster. You see, some people are very entrenched in the dark arts, and it's part of the lifestyle. It's really hard to break away from that. It, it took a, a very intense and very uh, depressing conversation for me to find it within myself to walk away from the left-hand path. And uh, next caller. Oh, hello. Hello, who is this? Well, my name is Suzanne. Suzanne? Tell me what, why, why are you calling me today? What seems to be the problem? Well, I uh, keep hearing these strange sounds in the woods behind my house. Strange sounds, you say? Yes. Uh, tell me, tell me what, what, describe these sounds to me. Well, there's lots of chanting and yelling, and there's this, mm. um, it's, it kind of sounds like. Mm. I've heard this uh, this noise before. You have? Yes, this is the sound of a Grimblegobus. A what? A Grimblegobus. A what? A Grimblegobus. Oh. And uh, tell me, have you been seeing uh, multicolored streaks of uh, what may be saliva on the sides of your windows? Yes. Have you been seeing uh, strange foam appearing in your garage? Yes. Do you have the sudden urge to hop on a bike and ride out into the middle of nowhere? Yes. Yeah, that's a grimble gobble. Oh. So uh, what you're going to have to do is, do you have any children? I have children, but they haven't lived with me for 42 years. How old are you? I'm 91. 91? <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> so your kids lived with you until you were like 45? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Am I doing the math right? <laughs> Close enough. Your kids, your kids left late in life. Well, I just a, fa a failure them to a launch lot. situation. Anyway, you need to go find your kids while they're sleeping. Are, are you going home for Thanksgiving or uh, whatever the most, the closest, <laughs> whatever the closest uh, holiday is? Valentine's Day. That seems right. Or President's Day. <laughs> Groundhog Day. Yeah. Yes. We always celebrate Groundhog's 
birthday. All right, so when you go visit your kids for Groundhog's Day or if they come to your house, wait until they're sleeping, go into their room, and uh, pull up the shirts and take a look at the nipples and see if demons have been sucking on the nipples, if they have any rashes around their... uh, Their what? uh, Their tit area. Their what? The nipple area. The what? Where the tits are at. Just around there. Demons will come in through the chimney like Santa Claus, oh. and they'll sneak into your child's room and suck through through the cloth on your. They'll just suck. They'll just suck on your tits like this, and you'll see they they have rashes all over there. So if they have that, go out to your backyard. You said this has happened behind your house. Yes. Go out there. Bring your kid out there and just uh, slit the throat and let them bleed out on the ground. It'll be a sufficient sacrifice to the the the, the Grimble Gobble. How do I choose which kid? Uh, which one do you like the least? Um, probably Jonathan. He's a little shithead. Jonathan. Yeah. All right. T- tell me a little bit about Jonathan. If uh, we need to decide if he'll be a fitting sacrifice. Well, he's the one who didn't leave the house until I was fifty. <laughs> okay. I had to kick him out. Or no, he was 50. And I had to kick him out of my house. And Yeah, um, anyway, just grab a kitchen knife. Um, cut open his neck. Push him, push him. Do you have a hill or anything behind your house? A ditch or a hole? Yeah, but well, I Just push him I into the hole. My kitchen let him knives. let him fill up with blood. You can wash a knife. It's fine. What about my child? Dip it in bleach. Scrub with a sponge. Okay. And uh, you shouldn't be hearing any more noises outside your your house. But what? Alrighty, I... next caller. Yeah, see, some people uh, they uh, I give them solutions to their problems, and uh, they just don't want to follow through. And that's that's uh, that's the one way to let Satan into your house, and that's the one way to make sure that the Holy Ghost doesn't bless you and your family. Next caller. Hello. Who is this? This is Donald Donovan, Donald Child Do- Protective Services. Donald, Don- <laughs> Donald Do- Donovan, Child Protective Services. Uh, welcome to the show. How may I help you? I wanted to be in the FBI, but I couldn't pass any of the tests, so I'm now in Child Protective Services. You couldn't pass any of the tests? Not a single test. Which was the hardest test for you to pass? The math tests were very difficult. The math tests? I didn't know they had math tests for FBI Well, agents. it's just like a prereq. Got it. Just general knowledge. General mathematics. Mm, okay. Really difficult for me. High school so I doesn't joined... sort that out. Not, not this day and age. Have you seen our school systems? Fair enough. Let me tell you something about our school systems. They're churning out kids that don't know how to pay their taxes. Mm. Don't know how to do anything right. Mm. I see a lot of these kids coming through child protective services. Mm. But I have some disturbing information. Let me tell you something about modern day education systems. Go ahead. They're letting demons into the cafeteria. They're opening up these cottons of milk and sucking out little spirits with their little uh, uh, gap-toothed little freckled baby faces. That's fine. I've dealt with a number of cases recently of children whose parents have been really interested in their nipples. I see. I, I, I kind of see where this is going. Tell, tell me why, you, why you're calling me on the show instead of calling me in my uh, well, free time. Well, because it turns out that I'm actually a suspended Child Protective Services agent. You're on the lam? My credentials are invalid right now. You could say you're a vigilante? 
You could say that, or you could just say I'm on suspension because I got a little trigger happy during one of our calls, and I'm pending investigation right now. Tell me what happened during that uh, call. Well, I was investigating rumors that someone was going to go sacrifice a child in the forest mm. to some grimble dimble or something. Okay. And I walked into the house, and the mother was sitting there knitting a sweater, and the knitting needles looked an awful lot like two guns. And she looked at me and she said, good afternoon, can I help you? And what it sounded like to me was, I'm going to put you in the ground, mother <laughs> So what I yelled back was, no, I'm going to put you in the ground, mother <laughs> I pulled out my gun and I shot her in the face. Oh my, that's a, that's a rather unfortunate circumstance. Yeah, I mean, it happens a lot with Child Protective Service agents. There's a lot of danger in this job and we're always on edge. Everybody who we interact with probably wants to kill us. And so I went ahead and pulled the trigger. But uh, they put me on leave, but that's not going to stop me from investigating and doing work on behalf of Child Protective Services. All righty, so what's your question for me? Are you telling parents to fondle their children's nipples? I'm telling parents to look at the nipples of the children that might have uh, demon-suckling rashes. Uh-huh. And uh, I believe that uh, that's the only way to protect them from the forces of Satan, his dark, uh, slithery hand coming up through through the vents in the in the floor and caressing the faces of the babies. Are you saying that Satan is the one who's touching the children's nipples? Uh, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, these demons are coming into the rooms and sucking on the on the nipples of children, and then the parents have to come and look to make sure that uh, the kids aren't consorting with the dark one. Interesting. Do you have any names of these demons? Yes, there's uh, Splinter-Nosed Steve. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, that son of a bitch. yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a bad one. There's a uh, slippery Simon. Mm-hmm. There's Aragog. Mm-hmm. There's, isn't that the name of the spider from the Harry Potter series? The spider is named after a real demon. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> but good looking out. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy those movies. The books were better. I agree. And you know what book is better than all the other books? The CPS Field Manual. The Holy Scriptures. Also those. Well, you can rest assured, Mr. Gumption, that CPS will be looking into these demons and rumors of demons and nipple touching. Because if there's one thing I don't like, I don't like it when people are touching kids' nipples uninvited. Well, let me know when you're off suspension and we can get together and talk about a game plan. I'll give you a call. Sounds good. Thanks, Petey. I thought you were <laughs> I thought I was in big trouble there for a minute, but uh it seems su- like you're on the side of the angels. I was suspicious from the get-go, but it seems like you're an alright fella. I'm a pretty fun guy. I'll let you know when I get my badge back. We'll talk to you soon. And uh that's all the time we have for today, but I'm gonna go ahead and leave us with a little uh, knowledge from the book of the Lord. This is Deuteronomy twenty-one, uh chapter twenty-one, verses ten through thirteen. When you go out to war against your enemies, and the Lord your God delivers them into your hand, and you take them captive, and you see among the captives a beautiful woman, and desire her and would take her for your wife, then you shall bring her to your home, to your house, and she shall shave her head and trim her nails, and she shall put off the clothes of her captivity. Remain in your house and mourn her father and mother a full month. And after, you may go into her and be her husband, and she shall be your wife. 
just something to keep in mind uh, as we go out and we fight the denizens of the Underrealms. Uh, plenty of wives to be had, plenty of women to shave. Um, and then you can f*** them. I'm Peter Gumption, and this is The Only Good Ghost is the Holy Ghost. Hey there, I'm Bradley Snotsworth, and I'm here to talk to you about the Super Suck 3000 Vacuum. This is a real vacuum that exists in this plane of reality. If someone comes to you and tells you that this vacuum does not exist, <laughs> take a minute and listen to this. You hear that? That's me using the vacuum. And someone might come to you and say, well, that's just a sound effect. <laughs> well, go to this website, www.supersuck3000.com, and you can see me using the Super Suck vacuum in my own house. Someone might say, well, that's Photoshopped. Not anyone could be doing that. Uh, <laughs> no, here's my next piece of evidence that this vacuum does indeed exist. You can come to my house. I live at 4732 Pony Trot Lane, Austin, Texas. Come to my house and I'll show you the vacuum. It's in my closet. I use it every day. It's a real vacuum. Come here and look at it. It's real! Oh my gosh, guys. It's Brittany. And we're here with Fashion with Brittany. And I have my BFFs back with me. I have Suze. It's me. I'm Suze. <laughs> and I have Derek. Hey, boys. Hi, Derek. How's it going, Suze? Good. That's so good. I'm so good. <laughs> Happy for you. My mom brought me to the doctor, and now I have new medicine. That's great. Yay. Did you get that birth control you were talking about? Yeah. Is that what you mean by medicine? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I really like that top. Is that on purpose? <laughs> yeah. That's nice. That's real nice. Thank you. Brittany, thanks for having us on your show again. Oh, I'm so glad that you guys are here. Like, oh my gosh. Oh, Brittany, so, I'm so glad you have me here. <laughs> well, what would a show be without your best friends? It'd Was be no show. It'd be a show. <laughs> a show without your best friends. You're so smart, Brittany. I know. Like, you oh my gosh. You probably get the best grades in school. You're so smart. I mean, I do. You do get the best grades. I do. Yeah. You're so smart. Thanks. So, hey, um, hey, friends. Yeah. Yes. So, I wanted to ask you guys about homecoming. Um, and how did it go? Still a little bit hungover. Still? Yeah. <laughs> From like six weeks ago? Yeah, it's been like <laughs> six weeks or something, but you know, it's just sometimes these things take a while to wear off, you know. Derek uh -huh. knows a lot about booze and and how it works with your body. Yeah, I oh, just you love do? booze. Okay. I love downers. Derek Downers yes. loves depressants. Mm-hmm. I can't have that. You can't have that? I can only have uppers. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any uppers? I'm feeling a little down. 
I have some birth control. <laughs> I'll try that. There you go. You're not going to be having any babies anytime soon, Dad. And that's just fabulous. <laughs> oh, this feels way better now that I know that my tubes are tied. <laughs> I think that's how it works. I had a really good time at uh, homecoming. Did you? Yes. What did you end up wearing? I ended up wearing the dress that you made me. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. And it that's looked right. so good. Yeah. It looked so good. Derek, did you wear what I told you to wear? Uh... I thought about it, but what I actually ended up doing was wrapping my entire body in coffee filters. Coffee oh. filters? Yes. Why? Um, because, you know, with coffee filters, you just run water through dirt. And I wanted people running their water through my dirt. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I well. always use coffee filters to get my... My uh, coffee grounds for my mascara. Do you have any extra coffee grounds? Uh, I didn't use the coffee filters first, Suze. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> anyway, I got there and my date, which was the lamppost from outside of my house, showed up. Who was that again? <laughs> Iron Flemingtons or something like that. Iron I don't Flemings. remember. It's such a strong name. He was watching you. He was a nice piece of arm <laughs> candy, but as soon as I walked in, I was like, see ya. He lights up every time Who'd he's you go around with? you. <laughs> Good one, Suze. <laughs> Literally. I went stag. As I said, I wanted mean? everyone. You went stag after going on with someone? Yeah, sort of. I just left him. You're such a badass. Yeah, I know. I'm super cool. <laughs> Not as cool as our dear friend Brittany. <gasps> no one's cooler than Brittany. No one. Uh, yeah, no one. Well, I mean, <laughs> some some people might be, but that's just no. No one's cooler. Than that's Brittany. true. No one's cooler. No one's cooler. Derek. Nope. No one on this planet. You're right. Is no cooler one. Cooler than Brittany. It's cooler than Brittany. What am I thinking? You're thinking uh, stupid bullshit. Uh, sure, sure. <laughs> How was your homecoming? It was so much fun. Like, <sighs> I, I just, I, it was the best night of my life, and I, I sent out so many Snapchats, and I Instagrammed. You the did. Whole your night. Snapchat was fire all night, oh, girl. Oh my gosh, it was did, so great. Did anyone try to cop a feel of your, 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 your snatch? Your plump. <laughs> Well, in my Snapchat, yes, they did try to cop a feel on Snapchat. Oh. The Snapchat Snatchpat. Yeah. Snatchpat. It's a new thing. I don't know. You a take a picture of your Snatch and someone pats their phone <laughs> while they're looking at it. I'm not a <laughs> The Snapchat Snatchpat. <laughs> I'm not allowed to have a phone anymore. Why? Because I kept calling Regis Philbin and telling him to suck my <laughs> p. <laughs> and my mom said, you're not. I'm not paying for these long-distance charges. He lives in Switzerland. Oh, my gosh. I would love Regis Philbin to suck my p Derek, you're a man. You're my a man You're a metrosexual man. <laughs> Did you just assume my genitals? Yes. Okay. Because I know you. <laughs> just because you've seen me skinny dipping at the lake doesn't mean you know what I've got under my downstairs. Was it fake? Was Could there a fake bump no, bumping around? No, it's real. It's a real Shrinking in the water? It's a real thing. <laughs> a fake <laughs> wouldn't shrink that much, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, had, I had a lot of fun at the at the at the homecoming. Yeah, yeah. No one went with me. No one. 
I went by myself and I watched oh, everybody. Oh, wow, was that on purpose? <laughs> Derek. So I hung from the rafters and I watched everybody dancing. <laughs> and I drank the whole time. What'd you drink? I drank water because I'm not allowed to drink booze. But I did have a lot of cocaine. <laughs> and LSD. last time on the program we did cocaine, it was so much fun. That bath was salts. so much fun. You know what you did I did the entire salts? time? Yeah, I got stuck. I got stuck up there and I was freaking out and I thought I was having a heart attack and I imagined my own funeral. But it was fine. Did you want to eat anyone? No. Okay. Couldn't move. I was stuck. I was just rolling X all night. I have some tablets left over if you guys want to do ecstasy together. I envy you. You want to do You want to do ecstasy right now? You guys want right to do now? ecstasy right yeah. now? Yeah. All Here right. Go, pill for you. Yeah, sure. Thanks. Pill for you. Oh, thank you. Go. Wash it down with this black man hat. Okay, yeah, that's good. You're allowed to drink with these, right? Oh, yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'll drink with <laughs> it's you. It's okay. I'm not allowed to drink anyway, but hey. It's these clothes. I'm feeling it's Sunday so good morning. on my body. These clothes feel so good. I'm on feeling my like body. I have 20 fingers. Do you fingers guys just want to dance? You guys, I feel weird. <laughs> Do you guys hear techno music? I hear techno music. I feel really weird, Derek. Hey, Zeus? Hey. What's happening? I don't know. I just feel really strange. What's going on? I like your voice now. Is that on purpose? Nope. <laughs> this is not. I can't control this. Oh, ho, 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 ho. oh man, I can feel your voice vibrating in my brain. Oh, ho, 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 ho. I can feel it vibrating somewhere else. Oh, goodness, Help. Brittany, you're such a little pervert. Help me. Where can you feel it vibrating? Help me. Brittany, you, where can you hear you Susie's help? deep help. voice vibrating? Brittany, help. What What do you need? Der Suze. Derek, help me. These microphones feel great on my lip. Oh. Well, well, I well, came down. I think... I think I'm starting to feel normal. <laughs> oh, oh that was so much fun. I really enjoy the way that I that felt happened. like I had ecstasy is always a fun one. It's and it wears off so fast. Did you guys see? All and it's the really extra good for you. It's good for I your have? heart. I didn't see anything. Oh, I felt like <laughs> I had lots of limbs. You felt like you had a lot of limbs. Yeah, that's crazy. And I felt like I was like I was touching all these cups, but not with my real hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> So, what's the next big event happening at Morrison Dalby Junior High School? Well, obviously, Valentine's <laughs> Day. <laughs> We're in junior high school. We're all in eighth grade. Obviously, Valentine's Day is coming up soon. Who are you so going to fuck? Suze. You're going to fuck Suze? No. Don't <laughs> fuck me. There are people that have been waiting to see Although, that for years. You're really cool, Brittany. I might let you fuck me. You could sell tickets to that girl. Suze, as much as I like you, I don't want to fuck you. Just because you have a mutual respect for me as a woman? Yes. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, Valentine's Day, what would be your perfect date? My perfect date would be with Zach, but Zach doesn't want to talk to me. I mean, how would the night look? It would be dark. Um, there'd probably be buildings because we wouldn't go out in the middle of nowhere for a date. Unless he does take me out into the middle of nowhere. Oh, that could be nice. And he ravages me. Mm -hmm. But he like doesn't a have a driver's field? license, so we'd have to walk. <laughs> oh, you could take bicycles. We could ride our bicycles through the foam field. That would get you a little <laughs> bit warmed up. <laughs> warmed up? <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. My ideal date, we would go to a foam party downtown. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I love phone parties. Phone Just or phone? Phone. Like you're calling people? No, phone. Phone. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
He's talking about phone parties. We all just go down to a phone party. <laughs> no, phone them. <laughs> phone them? Brittany, I thought you of all people would understand phone what a phone party was. <laughs> <laughs> we all just all go downtown and we play with phone. Okay. You just pull out your phone. Uh-huh. And you ride your bike through the phone. You just dance around with it. <laughs> you just dance around with the phone. Phone. <laughs> phone. And then after the phone party, we would go get pho. Pho. Pho? No, I mean pho. What's pho? Is it like yeah, fake what is pho? pho? It's pho for Americans. Ah. Wait, pho <laughs> pho is pho for Americans? Yes, that's what I said. <laughs> And then after we eat those spicy, salty noodles and our bodies are all bloated from the sodium, <laughs> we'd go up on top of my dad's garage and we'd f*** all night. <laughs> oh my God. Why on top of your dad's garage? Because he still has shag carpet from the 70s. That's where he keeps all his old porno magazines. Whoa. On the roof of the garage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it get a little moldy when it rains? What? The shag carpet or the porno? <laughs> Both. <laughs> the pornos, they're in like these special plastic bins. Oh. And the shag carpet is like this special AstroTurf shag that they were making back in the 70s, so it's for outdoor use. Oh. Wow. Yeah. It's well. water resistant and cum resistant. <laughs> 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 well, that sounds super romantic. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? What about you, Brittany? What's your Maybe a best little date? creepy. My or best Valentine's date. day. My bestie for Valentine's Day would probably be, um, well, I really like animals, so I think that my, my, um, my... Would be with an animal? No, <gasps> no. I, I would want my date to take me to the zoo and, and, then, and then get some ice cream. Uh-huh, and then... And then ride on the carousel at and the then, zoo. And then maybe take the sky rail. Yeah, uh-huh, and then... And then, and then what? And then maybe kiss at the top of the mm -hmm. sky rail. And then? And then get off and walk around the weird yurts. Get off <laughs> on the sky rail? <laughs> You're such a dirty Whoa. girl, Brittany. That's nasty, Brittany. Get out of the sky rail. <laughs> <laughs> what is that laugh? It's just my laugh. Oh. <laughs> That's how you laugh? Yeah, I haven't I've laughed this whole episode. That. Nothing's been funny yet. <laughs> Nothing's ever been funny on this show. <laughs> we talk about serious things. That's true. This isn't a comedy show. This is about fashion. Fashion with Brittany. Yeah. Speaking fashion. of which, what's the new fashion, Brittany? What should we all wear for Valentine's Day? What's so, the best Valentine's Day? You've heard outfit. our ideal dates. What should we wear on them? What should I wear? Okay. So the best thing to wear is to um, chew some gum. Is this your for favorite me or gum? For who, who is this? Is this, this for is the actually, phone party or is, is this for whatever the f*** Suze said? This is just... It's not important. It's fine. It's really not. <laughs> F*** you, Derek. <laughs> I'm sensing a little bit of tension between the two of you. Derek. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to wear? So, uh, see, so it was for you. I actually do forget what your date was. <laughs> They're going to go into the a cornfield or something. Possibly a field. Ride your bikes. It was so, just an option. Okay. So the best thing to wear for a while that you're riding a bicycle is definitely a cute, like, flowy skirt or dress. Mm. And then for a couple of different reasons. Oh, yeah. Why is that? Access. <laughs> nice. 
And then, Suze, you're going to want to pair that with a really cute pair of shoes and then also a nice little light denim jacket. And a denim jacket? What is this, 1997? Hey, they're back in fashion now. Who's back in fashion? 1997. Buffy the yeah. Vampire Slayer? Yes. <laughs> That's a good one, too. And and for you, Derek, for your date, I think yeah, it would be... Yeah, what's one word of a phone party? Well, for a phone party, I think you should definitely wear some awesome uh, neon colors. And then what's your favorite gum? Uh, my favorite gum? Yes. What you're saying is the word gum. Yes. G-U-M gum. Yes. Yeah, my favorite gum would have to be fruit by the foot. Okay, so you're going to want to get a roll of fruit by the foot. Fruit by the foot isn't gum, Derek. Oh, you're right. What's the stuff that gets rolled up into oh. a little puck? <laughs> gum bubble by tape. the foot? Gum by the foot. <laughs> bubble tape. Bubble tape. I like bubble, bubble tape. Bubble tape. It's gum tape. by the foot. And you're going to want to chew that up really, really well. And then you're actually going to make yourself a shirt out of that gum. And oh, wear I have that. a couple of those. Yeah. yeah it'll be yep. great. That'll look yeah. really nice. It'll look super nice. You're going to look so smell. good, Derek. I'm going to get ravaged. You'll smell amazing. That's right. Everyone will want to eat you. That's right. Who are you going with again? But just, I don't know. Now, no one's asked me yet, but I was just... Who do you want to go with? Well, there's this really nice fence outside of my neighbor's house. <laughs> Is it that split rail fence? Uh-huh, Splitsy McWoodswoods. Splitsy McWoodswoods. I would really like it if Splitsy McWoodswoods would ask me to go to a phone party. You should introduce us. You want me to introduce you to Splitsy McWoodswoods? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that he would. I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think you two would get along. Why? Why do you say that? Oh, he likes you know more sophisticated individuals. What are you saying? He's also very splintery. Splintery. Yeah. Like he has a splintery personality. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like it splinters off into multiple different personalities, <laughs> like in that new M Night Shyamalan movie. I'm confused. All right. Well, this has been so much fun, guys. What are you going to wear <laughs> on Valentine's Day? Yeah, and you didn't tell us about your ideal date, or did tell you? Us? I don't I remember. I did. Tell it us? was the, the zoo. Tell us. Oh, yeah. I you were going to get off on the, on the gonna, Skyway. You're going to f*** on the Sky Rail. You're going to get off on the yurts or something. <laughs> you're going to jizz all over the yurts. <laughs> Well, so uh, what I'm going to wear for that date is I'm going to wear some really classic animal, like, cheetah prints, but they're going to be, like, rainbow-colored What if the prints. cheetahs think you're a rainbow cheetah and they worship you like a god? That's what I want. What if you look too much like a Lisa Frank calendar? Oh, my gosh. That's and back. And folder. That's back. What's back? Lisa Frank. I don't remember it ever leaving because we're in eighth grade. <laughs> We never had a phase without Lisa Frank. <laughs> Lisa Frank's always existed. Mm -hmm. Lisa Frank is like my goddess. <laughs> I'd suck her pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that sensor bleep is going to get a workout this episode. Well, thanks for being on my show. Thanks, Brittany. Thanks, yeah, Brittany. This has been Fashion with Brittany. Oh, we'll I need to pass out this next time. time. Good job. <laughs> <laughs>
Super Soccer 3000 that some of you may have heard advertised on this radio program. This vacuum is being toted as a physical object that actually exists in this plane of reality. And I'm here to tell you that realistically, there's no way that we can know that this vacuum is actually a part of reality. Sure, you may be able to hear it, but you've heard things wrong before. Sure, you may be able to see it, but your eyes have played tricks on you before. Sure, you may be able to go over to some overweight, foolish man's house and watch him shove it around his living room, but all of your senses have at one point or another been incorrect. And I'm here to tell you that it is a dangerous assumption that this vacuum, the Super Sucker 3000, actually exists. It's dangerous to think anything actually exists. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the guest interview portion of the show. I am here with my lovely wife, Kelsey. Say hello, Kelsey. Oh, hello. And we have a real treat for you guys in the studio today. It is uh, author Avery Flora. Avery, welcome to the program. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice, nice to meet, to meet you. you, Avery. How's it going, Kelsey? It's going good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing just, just fine. Really great. Good. Good. Yeah. That's excellent. Well, uh, Avery, can I call you Avery, or do you prefer Mr. Flora? Avery's just fine, Wade. That's fantastic. Avery, tell us about some of your literary achievements over the last few years. Your uh, career is really skyrocketing. Oh, thank you. I've predominantly been known as a children's book author. Lots of illustrated children's books. My illustrator, uh, Dorothy uh, mm-hmm. she illustrates all of my books. Beautiful, beautiful <clears throat> work. And she does a fantastic job doing that. That's great. Yeah, her yes. watercolors are really interesting. You may have mm-hmm. read one of my books. It's um or heard of it. It's If I Had Two Rabbits. Uh, you <gasps> know what? Yeah, you read that book to a couple of kids. Sort of uh-huh. read that book to a couple I of tried. kids. I tried. Yes. Isn't mm-hmm. it a isn't it a treat? It is. Just yes. two rabbits going to New York. Yeah, and they went uh-huh. into the, trouble. Yeah, getting in shenanigans and going to see the uh, <coughs> the uh, uh, Statue of that. Liberty. Mm-hmm. What was the inspiration behind If I Had Two Rabbits, Avery? Well, I was sitting in my parlor um, on a lazy Sunday afternoon, and I, uh, I was thinking to myself, what if I had two rabbits? What would I do with them? And then that's just kind of snowballed from there. That's really and great. you decided that if you had two rabbits, you would send they them would go on to, a solo New York. to New York. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you, and you're from Ohio, is what I have in the copy. Yeah? That's correct. Great, great. What, and so going from Ohio all the way mm. to. To New York wouldn't be that big of a jump. <laughs> um, yeah, I believe these rabbits were leaving from uh, Midwest. The Midwest is somewhere where it mm-hmm. says in the book. Yeah, it w- it wasn't specific. Yeah, which I liked because it really opened it up to a wider audience. I mean, if I was from Indiana, if I was right. from Kansas, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, it was all relatable. It was really relatable. Kelsey's from sure. the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Where are you from, Kelsey? I'm from Indiana. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're right next to each other. So if I had two rabbits, huge success. Pups in the Thank cups, you. huge success. Pups in the cups. Mm-hmm. Pups in the cups was yeah. a, was a hit. Um, that one was a fun one to write. Yeah. And yeah. ducks in the soup. Ducks in the soup. Ducks in the soup took a bit of a darker turn. <laughs> yeah. I, I really wanted to struggle with um, 
the idea of, well, this is something I, I sort of like to propose to families and children that are growing up. We, we say, hey, it's okay if you just want to eat vegetables. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's okay. You can eat meat as well. Mm-hmm. But nobody talks about eating you know, members of your same species. So I thought maybe yeah. having these ducks eating duck soup yeah. could maybe open the door for a conversation between parents and children about, you know, cannibalism. Right, yeah. So you're pro-cannibalism. I'm interested in starting a dialogue about it. Okay, so let's talk. Let's let's start that dialogue here on this program. Sh- sure. If that's if that's what you would like, if you feel like this is the forum to start. I, I feel comfortable ideas. with it. Uh, I didn't want to push my agenda or anything. No, but, no. Uh, I mean, since it went, it's been brought it up, it went there. It went there. Sure. So, uh, cannibalism, which we've touched. Sorry about that. Oh, that's fine. We've touched on the show a little bit. I think in some of the headline segments we've mm-hmm. discussed cannibalism. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, by and large, we. Uh, we kind of landed on a neutral stance on on cannibalism, if I recall in that episode. Uh, Avery, what uh, do you have arguments for or against the legalization of cannibalism? Well, I wouldn't go so far as to say that we should legalize it um, or right off the bat. I think we should start having a conversation. I think we as a species, you know, across the board in uh, modern society sort of jump to a conclusion that we shouldn't be eating each other. And uh, I just don't see... You know, I think I think that was a decision that people eons ago made, and uh, I believe that we should maybe revisit the issue now that we have technology um, to keep bodies fresh and to um, know better what what parts of the body are nutritious and which parts we should stay away from. Now, I'm sure that you've seen uh, this group, Citizens uh, for the Legalization of Medicinal Cannibalism. That's correct. Uh, are you a part of this group, or do you just uh, do you follow their work at all? Um, What's your opinion on them? We run in the same circles. We made a, a business transaction that included me selling a lot of copies of uh, Ducks in the Soup right, right. to them. Um, and it, for those of you who have not read Ducks in the Soup, it's about a family of ducks who um, have a cousin duck mm-hmm. that is uh, terminally ill. Yep. Uh, he has cancer, and um, there's nothing that the duck doctors can do. And uh, they brought him to, like, duck witch doctors and duck... Um, shamans and whatever else all these different places to see if there was a way that they could heal their uh, duck cousin mm-hmm. but there wasn't so they cooked him up and ate him in a stew yep. and in that way he was able to stay with them and be a part of them and they absorbed his power yep, yep. now some wow. people um, have criticized uh, the book Kelsey's making some faces <laughs> yeah she is making some faces Kelsey do you have an opinion on this? I just don't know if that's a kid's tale <laughs> or if that should be an adult book. Here's the thing, Kelsey. Kids have to deal with some very serious issues at a young age these days. There's a lot of exposure to um, uh, very violent and, um, you know, what would be uh, traditionally considered explicit material on the internet and on television. Um, and it's good to talk to kids on, sort of get on their level and say, hey, I'm respecting you as a, as a conscious human being and we can talk about this issue. I think it's important to treat them from a position of respect and say, hey, cannibalism is a thing. We can talk about it with you. Yeah, Kels, there's a, there's a reason there hasn't been a second episode of If I Had Two Rabbits. Maybe you don't know as much about kids as you think you do. <laughs> no. Anyway, there's been, some, go that far. there's been some criticism <laughs> from the, the Citizens for the Legalization of Medicinal Cannibalism sure. against your book, sure. saying that a, a more uh, appropriate or perhaps beneficial ending mm. would have been if the Duck family had 
killed one of the healthier members mm. and served it up to mm. the cancerous duck, and the cancerous duck then recovered, thus showing that eating members of your own species could help replace your own, um, your own ailing body parts, which is the agenda <laughs> of Citizens for the, uh, the Legalization of Medicinal Cannibalism. What would be your response to, to that charge? I have a lot of respect for the citizens uh, for the legalization of medical cannibalism. Um, I agree with them wholeheartedly, 100%. And that is why I am uh, currently in my new novel, uh, sort of touching on that issue and making that the main focus of the book. Oh, that's great. Is this going to be another children's book? Or no. will this be, this is more of an adult? Yes, I decided that um, since we're going to have to sort of push this as a political issue. Mm -hmm. I may adapt it for a children's book at some point, but I thought it would be good to sort of fictionalize my own experience um, and sort of present it in a way that was digestible to uh, humans. Yeah, thank you. That was yeah, good. That was a, I liked how you used that digestible Little Little word. nod there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so, unintentional. So, so what do you mean, oh. your experience? Um, well, I'm taking thing you know, events of my life and, uh, can, you know, sort of fictionalizing them a bit and making them more entertaining and dramatic and you know I wouldn't say it's an autobiography by any means it's just sort of inspired by events in my own life okay are there any anecdotes from the novel that you can share with us that are more closely related to things that have happened in your own life well uh I guess the basic premise of it is uh directly relatable to my life like you said the citizens for the legalization of recreational cannibalism I'm sorry medicinal cannibalism recreational cannibalism oh, I'm we'll sorry. get to that Yes, yes, yes. So, so they uh, the CLM they made that note about ducks in the soup, and um, I decided that uh, sort of relating my story about how when I was terminally ill, I um, consumed the flesh of human beings to regain my strength, and I, I sort of fictionalized it in this uh, sort of utopian, uh, far flung in the future uh, society where. All of this has been legalized, and people are living very happy lives. And the conflict is from religious groups in the book trying to stop uh, the medical use of cannibalism to heal, you know, terminal illness. Sure. So, so you were tim terminally ill. Yes, I, I was suffering from an advanced form of um, blindness, where I couldn't recognize. <laughs> penises Tells. that I've seen. Don't laugh, it's a serious issue. Yes, and, and the confusion from dick blindness um, led me to realize, like, I never recognized my own penis on my body, and uh, which is very uh, troublesome and frightening, and mm -hmm. uh, caused me to have a few uh, mild heart attacks at a young age, because I was seeing this penis I didn't recognize sticking out of my body between my legs. Mm, yeah. So in order to fix my uh, penis, my dick blindness, I... Um, um, I hate people. Have you have you <laughs> have you presented this research to the DBRA? Are you laughing because you're happy for me because I'm healed now? Yeah, Kels, as both of us are donating members to the <laughs> Blindness Research Association. Ha, 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 ha. I'm sorry. Donating members. Oh uh, yeah, we're Good both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're both donating members to the <laughs> Blindness uh, Research Association. I think you would take this a little bit more seriously. I'm a member. Yeah, we both are. We give a check oh. every month. I didn't know that. Yeah. You're the one who always handles finances. That's true. So That's true. You're a woman. Um, Avery, uh, have you presented this cure to the DBRA? Uh, the DBRA, uh, I did. Yeah. 
so I would assume that you had to go out of country in order to to have this um, this particular procedure, perhaps down to Mexico, Tijuana, somewhere down there. Where did you uh, have to go in order to receive the medicine that your body so desperately needed? Well, that's the thing, Wade, is um, unfortunately in our country it's uh, punishable by uh, very severe punishments if you're going around eating people, mm-hmm. and even if it's voluntary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, so I had to do it I, in secret. I didn't have the money to travel to a country that allowed that sort of thing. Um, so I had to sort of, you know, do a back alley cannibalism. Oh yeah. If, yeah. if you will. Yeah, sure. Yeah. This is really the biggest issue with this whole thing. It's, is it's it? sort of the cannibalistic equivalent to a coat hanger abortion. Sure. I mean, Ooh. it's very dangerous. You don't know what meat you're getting. Right. Um, right. I mean, people yeah. are gonna people are gonna do what they need to do to get healthy. And I got re- I did get really sick from some human meat that I bought off a shady guy in a corner. Mm-hmm. He was really weird. He had uh, forks taped to his pinkies, and he had toothpicks in between all of his teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I never saw him again. But he did tell me that the next time he saw me, he was going to touch me, which uh, was rather unsettling. Yeah, that sounds like a really stress-inducing experience. Yes, but I bought a package of what he told me was human meat. Mm. Uh, I got very sick from it, violently ill. Did you find out whether it was actual human meat? I never actually discovered. I don't have the lab equipment to do tests yeah. on that. This was when I was about 23 years old. Gotcha. Um, and that, that's about two decades ago. So, yeah. you know, back then it was the Wild West of yeah. buying yeah. human meat And really the problem on hasn't the black gotten market. any better. And if, if, if our lawmakers would just realize mm. that people are going to get it where they're going to get it, and that if they mm. would just regulate it and tax it appropriately, mm-hmm. they're actually going to save people's lives mm-hmm. instead of keeping them from this archaic idea of, of this being a gateway medicine that's yeah. going to lead to other violent crimes. It's just there's no evidence that, that lends to that. And they cite the, the idea of, like, death squads, you know, killing people for their meat sure, to human heal farms. the more wealthy sure. uh, members of society, but that's just... That's sci-fi. Right, that would never happen. Now, Kels, you seem to, by your facial expressions and overall posture, uh, have a different stance on this issue. Uh, why don't you speak into that? Why don't you be the counterpoint? I'm always open to a conversation. That's what I'm all about. <laughs> well, I honestly am just very turned off by this. I wasn't um, here to sexually stimulate no. you. <laughs> yeah, Kels, that's not that kind of show. Um. And I would like to know, are there other species that eat each other Ducks. in their species group? Ducks eat each other. Cats eat each other. Spiders eat each other. Dolphins eat each other um, uh, as part uh, of a ritual. Yeah, the, that they uh, do. Praying mantis. Praying mantises really? eat each other. Yeah, after coitus. Yeah, uh, they'll fuck and then the She'll female eat will eat the Spiders do head. that too. Yep. Yeah. That's why he yeah. said spiders yeah. earlier. Yeah. Okay. yeah, so there, there yeah. is... There is um, a precedent in nature for hmm. that. Um, but anyway, I, once I got sick off that uh, black market human meat, I decided that I needed to go straight to the source and start collecting meat myself. What? Um, which led me down a kind of a dark path that I wouldn't have otherwise gone down sure. if uh, ca- human cannibalism was legalized right. for medical use. So what kind of a dark path? Um, just really dark. Um, Dimly lit. Dimly lit corridors, <laughs> uh, forests in the middle of the night that women run on. Um, what? Uh, alleyways, myself, just like that other creep, and it, it turned me into a person that I did. I didn't really want to become, but I, I just couldn't live with not being able to recognize my own penis. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, it sounds a little erotic, like. 
if you don't know your own penis, you don't recognize your own penis. I mean, couldn't that That's be a kind little of weird. exciting? Your well, wife's I mean, a bit of a sexual deviant. You, like, yeah. I mean, what if you weren't if you weren't attracted to penis and you were just like, there's a strange penis right mm. there. That mm-hmm. would be even if you were attracted to penis and you saw a penis when you weren't anticipating seeing a penis, that's still pretty Especially in your own pants. Right. Hanging off your own body. What is this strange penis doing in my pants? Yeah. Because you're really assuming a lot that if someone I really need you to is attracted to penis that they just always want to see a penis. Mm. And I'm not. <laughs> I'm I'm attracted to females. I'm, sure. I'm heterosexual. That's just my personal uh, wiring, I suppose. Um, but yeah, so I, I go down this dark path and I start following women home from work and uh, keeping track of them in a notebook and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, following them and um, hitting them with my car and throwing them in the trunk and bringing them home and butchering them. What? Gotcha. Yeah. Wait, wait, how can you just like respond this way? How else was I going to get it? I needed yeah. the medicine. Right, the problem isn't There's no legal outlet for me to get this get these bodies. Sure. Sure, Avery committed a crime. Yes. But are True. we going to punish the man or are we going to take a look at the system that is causing people like this that to have to, to go to extreme measures in order to get the cures that they need? Mm-hmm. There's a systemic mm-hmm. major problem where people are having to be driven to commit acts of murder in order to get human mm-hmm. flesh to eat to cure their dick blindness when it would take a simple piece of Or other illnesses. Or cancer, other illnesses. Anything. Yeah, all sorts. The whole litany of illnesses are proven. Glaucoma. Yep. Um, and that's, chronic that's, back that's, pain. That's the miracle of um, cannibalism and eating human meat is that it you're absorbing the life force from another uh, creature of the same order as you. Sure. So uh, by absorbing the soul of that person by consuming their flesh... You were gaining the energy that they had to live and extending your own mm-hmm. lifespan. Right. Which I think we can all agree, Kels notwithstanding, that the legalization of medicinal cannibalism is a kindergarten-level easy answer that Supreme Leader Trump <laughs> needs to make during his term in office. It's, it's just common sense. It's common sense. It really is. But now and, let's and the man has a lot of common sense, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I think he's really going to do a great job. He's done a great job so far. I hope that that statement holds up 10 weeks from now when this episode comes out. If the internet still exists and we can post this, everyone can tell <laughs> us uh, <laughs> <laughs> their opinion about that. Right. So let's turn our attention then to something that is a bit, uh, a bit more um, uh, 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 d- difficult to discuss. Sure. And that would be the legalization of recreational cannibalism. Now, most people are using this for, as you know, if you... Ab- consume the heart of a member of the species that is stronger than you, you'll absorb their powers. So Correct. this is being used a lot by athletes, bodybuilders, um, people who just want to be good artists, things like that. So yeah. not necessarily a, a medicinal necessity, mm. but recreational use nonetheless. What do you think about the use of recreational cannibalism? Well, a lot of people talk about how it's not fair. It's, it's a form of doping when athletes are eating other athletes' hearts for their power. Um, but my response to that is, if everyone can do it, then uh, it's an even playing field. Same with art, same with music. More good art, more good music, I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. Um, my illustrator, she eats a couple of artist hands a month, and uh, I go out and get those for her, and she eats them, and she draws beautiful pictures for my children's books. And they are really terrific, Thank terrific you. pictures. And that explains Thank why you. so many of your books... Have mm. such varied art styles. You've got, mm. you've got watercolors, oil paintings. She um, can do anything. She can now. do. Yeah, she's really very talented. <laughs> but that's as a result of, of cannibalism. That's right. Now, 
I'm a tougher sell to say that it's justified to break the law for for recreational cannibalism. Mm. Far be it for me to say that people who do that should be thrown in prison. But I find it a little bit harder to justify uh, than, than medicinal. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think I'm a bit of a biased source on this. So you are benefiting greatly from... I have benefited greatly from, from it, and I, I continue to benefit from it um, day to day yeah. Uh, yeah. as a writer um, and just as a normal human being who enjoys having fun in his spare time. Yeah. So, Kels, what would you think about the legalization of, of recreational cannibalism? I don't agree with it, and I also don't agree with the legalization of medicinal can- cannibalism. That's a fair stance to take. I mean, we can each have our I, I understand the fears. Um, people are being eaten. Obviously, that's uh, shocking to most people. And then there's the question of how do we decide who gets eaten? Yeah. Which I have solved. Oh, well. Oh. <laughs> do tell. Um, well, it's just natural selection, isn't it? Survival of the fittest. Uh, I, I understand that argument, <laughs> that the weak, we consume the weak. That's right. Uh, but that does pose the issue for weak the recreational people, use. Uh, Muslims. Okay. Anyone else that Supreme Leader Trump deems unfit for living in civilized society. And uh, we've already got them on a list. So um, what just about start carving them up. So you would recommend replacing standard forms of capital punishment yes. with relocating those inmates to a human farm yes where they could be fattened up and prepared for slaughter correct that's a great idea does guantanamo bay factor into your 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 plan here at all here's the problem with uh guantanamo bay those the living situations are just ungodly um we're torturing these people i don't Mm -hmm. approve of that sure Uh, a lot of them have been thrown in there without a due uh without due process of law Mm -hmm. which i find abhorrent true um i think they're a lot of them, maybe some of them are dangerous people, but um, for the most part, I think we've uh, done done ourselves a disservice by lowering our standards uh, to the point of treating these people like animals. I see. Do you fear that saying comments like that on 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 a medium such as this, which is public to like seven or eight different people, sure, um, sure. <laughs> could potentially put you in jeopardy of being placed on the list of potential cannibal candidates? I see what you're saying. So because of my crimes that I've committed under a system that doesn't allow cannibalism... No, 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 no. Oh. What I'm saying is that making comments about Guantanamo Bay... Oh. One of Supreme Leader Trump's pet <laughs> projects... Trump, my bad. Yeah, he really took that <laughs> and ran Please with it. Please forgive me. Um, do you sp- feel like speaking out against that could put you on the list of potential cannibal candidates? It's entirely possible. Um, but I do believe that uh, my contributions to his uh, um, campaign while he was running to become president and then supreme, supreme leader, leader yeah. um put me in a in a position of relative safety that seems true that seems true he's a level-headed fellow <laughs> he's reasonable yeah. when it comes to money yeah i feel like he'll he'll allow that to slide a yeah. little bit a little bit i scratched his so this could be interesting perhaps we should open the phone lines um okay and allow one or two callers in that may have been positively or negatively affected by either medicinal or recreational cannibalism Okay, that sounds great. Phone lines are open. Okay. And we already have our first call. All right, this is Marvin Martin, who uh, is a former concert pianist. Marvin, welcome to the program. Hello. My name's Marvin Martin. Hello, Marvin. Hi, Marvin. Hi. I was just calling to say that 
I feel that recreational cannibalism should be banned in this and every country. Uh, what makes you feel that way, Marvin? Well, I feel that way because one day I was in a bar playing piano, as is my want, and as was what once put food upon my table. Mm -hmm. And a strange man who was looking through transcripts of children's books came up to me with a machete and lopped off both of my hands. I mm. passed out and woke up in a hospital, mm. handless, and I do believe that perhaps he had taken them to consume them or to give them to another artist friend of his for their own consumption. I am a, a, a member of an organization called Victims of Recreational Cannibalism. And, uh, we the VORC? The VORC of Orc. We are working um, terribly hard to make sure that this uh, does not become a common issue. Mm. I can see why you'd be concerned. You did lose your hands. Yes, and and my income. And your income, and I, I would, uh, I would just, you know, I, while I don't have much in the way of comfort for you, I will let you know that you have contributed to the circle of life, um, and uh, the order of this food chain, and um, you have bettered the life of someone else through your suffering. That isn't very helpful to me, Mar Marvin. Let me let me interject. I think. What we really need to look at is that, yes, your hands were cut off, but again, it's not the fault of the person who cut your hands off, but rather the system that's in place that forces them to go to desperate measures to get hands to consume in the first place. But I just don't feel like that was very fair. Marvin, we're going to have to let you go. Marvin. I just have to say I disagree with you. Marvin is a weak human being, and I... Uh, I mean, you could tell in his voice. Yeah. He had the, the timbre of a, <laughs> of a weakling. The timbre of a weakling. Kelsey, you have the screen. Who else is calling in? Um, well, it looks like there is a person here calling in <laughs> named mm -hmm. George. George? Mm -hmm. No last name? No last name. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. We'll take a call from George. George, how are you? Hey there, oh, George. I'm so good. How good. are you? You sound well. You sound well fed. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I eat a lot. I like butter. Gotcha. Well, welcome to the program, George. What can we uh, What can we do for you? Yeah, what would you like to talk about? Well, um, I would like to um, give myself as a sacrifice. Oh. Oh, for to, to be cannibalized? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Now, now, this is something I haven't run across many times in my yeah, life. This normally only happens in other countries. Five well, or six uh, times, maybe. No, I would like... To encourage other people to be um, sacrifices for recreational and medicinal cannibalism. Interesting. So, mm. George, do you feel that uh, giving your body away to this would be some sort of uh, apotheosis, somehow elevating you beyond your normal humanity? Mm. Much well, like the Aztecs. Um, yes. Tell me something, George. Uh, what What kinds of life skills do you have? What, 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 what do you do for a living? Well, I eat butter. Great at eating butter. That it, sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I work in a field all day. What do, you, okay. what do you do in that field? Do you bend over and pick things up? Mm -hmm. Did you say that you're very muscular because of your work in the field, or are you still mm. just kind of flabby because of the butter? Flabby. So a you'd little muscular. Probably be an excellent candidate for, for medicinal. Uh, probably for medicinal. Also, the flavor is part of the recreational aspect. True, right. You uh, want to so enjoy it while you're doing it. I should probably taste... George probably tastes pretty good, All I right. would imagine. 
Well, George, uh, we're going to turn you over to Paige, the intern. She's going to get your info and get you and uh, Mr. Avery hooked up here. And uh, we'll see if we can't get a feast organized. Thank well, you very so much for calling. Mr. Avery. Yeah. Yes, and uh, talk, talk to your friends about uh, offering themselves up as candidates. Okay. Paige, I'm tossing you a call. Paige. Paige, it's the flashing... No, Paige, it's the flashing... You're going in the button. wrong room. You're not even in the... Oh, my God. Paige. Paige, the phone is over the here. The phone... Just take his f***ing number. Paige, seriously? Yes, that phone. The one that looks like a f***ing phone. Jesus Christ. Don't be so mean to She's Paige. She's rather thick. You don't want to eat her. She's got no good qualities. Yeah, no, I, d- I wasn't yeah, planning on it. you'd immediately become an idiot. <laughs> don't be so mean. I'm sorry. I mean, I wouldn't have to be so mean if she was a little bit more competent. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Avery, this has really been, uh, I think, mind-expanding for a lot of people on the program. I think it was good to have uh, have you sort of as a neutral party. Thank you. For me to come in and, and to be able to advocate it from my standpoint and for yeah, Kels pr- to, to take away from her that. standpoint. It was a fair, open and honest dialogue. And that's all I really want at this point is just to talk about it and make it okay to talk about uh, at the dinner table with your family. Um, of course, of course. Uh, with hospice patients, with uh, children at uh, kindergartens. Great. That are unsupervised on the playground. That's magnificent. <laughs> Running a little bit low on oh, time man. here, so okay. let's let's do some closing up. Why don't you just tell us uh, the name of your new book, where oh. we can get it, and how we can contribute to the uh, to the cause of legalization of medicinal and recreational cannibalism? Sounds great. My uh, new book is called um, "A Bright and Tasty Future" by Avery Flora. Um, you can find it wherever books are sold: Barnes and Noble, uh, uh, Cannibals R Us. Um, Hooters. Uh, <laughs> you can find it at. Um, you just find it on the street, laying in a in a bush. Mm-hmm. You can make up what you think it might be and write it down without looking. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just it's just you can contribute by purchasing the book, or you can sac- you know put yourself up as a sacrifice, like George. Um, and if, if you want to do that, you can just call me at my personal phone number. My phone number is 807-555-3624, and um, we'll, get, we'll get that all sorted out. Uh, and uh, I'll be doing book signings at, at, uh, at your local grocery stores. Yep, and just so you guys all know, in the meat for, section. The, uh, excuse me, for the next week, we'll have the book for sale up on our website, offbeatradio.com, and uh, 10% of all those proceeds will mm-hmm. be going to the Citizens for the Legalization of Medicinal Cannibalism. Thank well, you. Thank you for having me on. Thank you all so much for listening. Avery, we hope Thanks, you have Avery. a great week. Kels, this wasn't weird at all. No. Uh, what? You seem unsure about that. Yeah. What, do you think it was weird? I was uncomfy. Huh. Yeah. Do you find yourself bored a lot? Do you you feel quizzical in nature? Well, we have a solution for you. They're called dangly balls. You can find them at Gamers Gaming Haven of Gaminess. And what you do with these dangly balls is you are are, in perfect position for hillbilly golf. You take your dangly balls and you give them a good swirl up and down and around and side to side. Everybody's doing it. You're going to want to. You take your dangly balls and after you've swirled them a good 5, 6, 40 times, then you toss them gingerly toward into the direction of 
the gamer bars. The gamer bars are the hillbilly golf equivalent of the scoring points thingy. That's where you send. <laughs> That's where you send your gangly balls that dangle. Everybody's doing it. You should too. Dangly balls. $7.99 per ball. <laughs> Not per dangle, per ball. Dangly balls. The right thing at the right time for the right person. Right like you. <laughs>